Amen. Thank you. <laughs> last time I was up here, I said, Pastor Tom, that, that's the last time. And now I'm back. So. <laughs> um, so let me just say first, again, I'm nervous. I'm new to this whole thing. Second time, but it's a privilege to stand here before you. And um, Pastor Tom had told me what the message was supposed to be about. And he said, well, it's going to be Serve Sunday, so preach about, you know, serving. And so I was like, yeah, you, you got it. And so I, I was thinking about what part from the Bible I should use to talk about serving. And um, I'm, when God speaks to me, I, I can hear his voice. I can actually hear him speak to me. It's something I can't explain, but I hear his voice. And I've always been, I'm going to use this word, skeptical when it came to um, visions and dreams. Because I've always had crazy dreams. I'm like, I'm sure that God, that was not from God. Or, or I just wake up and I don't remember what I dreamt about. But um, I prayed about it and then I went to sleep one night. And I got a, a very vivid dream. And it was, um, was kind of like the shadow of Jesus. And he was holding a Bible. And he was skimming through the, through the Gospels. And he was showing me all, where all of his parables were written. And so, at the end, he stopped in the parable of the sower, of the farmer who sowed the seeds, and, you know, and um, I woke up, and I was like, wow, that was a crazy dream, like, and so I just put it in the back of my mind, and didn't even think about it, and uh, I tried to forget about it for the next few days, and it kept coming back, and so I pushed it back again, and then it was harder to push it back a week after that, and then... It became impossible to push it away two weeks after that. So I'm like, let me sit down and um, actually, you know, read and study what it's about. And so uh, I believe that this is what God had put in my, in my heart to speak to you about, you know, a new perspective on, on, uh, on this parable. Amen. Um, so we're going to go into Luke chapter 8. Verses 4 to 8. And it says, One day, Jesus told a story in the form of a parable to a large crowd that had gathered from many towns to hear him. A farmer went out to plant his seed. As he scattered it across his field, some seed fell on a footpath where it was stepped on and the birds ate it. Other seed fell among rocks. It began to grow, but the plant soon wilted and died for lack of moisture. Other seed fell among thorns that grew up with it and choked out the tender plants. And still, other seed fell on fertile soil. This seed grew and produced a crop that was a hundred times as much as had been planted. When he had said this, he called out, anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand. So... Once they were away from the crowds, Jesus and his disciples, they were away from the crowds. And um, the disciples come up to him and they're like, that was a great parable, Jesus. I loved it, but uh, we have ears to hear, but we didn't really understand, you know, what this parable is about. So Jesus begins to explain. And if you ask anyone, they will explain this parable in an evangelistic uh, approach. They will say that we are the farmers. And that we're supposed to take the seeds and plant it on different type of people. And 
then it's up to them if they accept the seed or reject it. But I believe that this is how God wants to see us this parable today, which is we are the soil. Okay? So we're going to read Luke uh, 8, verse 11. And Jesus said, this is the meaning of the parable. The seed is God's word. The seed is the word of God, which resides in our heart. And God is the farmer planting the seeds. And we are the soil capable of taking the seed and nurturing it and making it grow. Okay? Uh, So there's different types of soil that Jesus gets into. And so the next, um, the first type of soil are the ones who hear and the devil takes the word from their heart. So we're going to read uh, in verse 12. The seeds that fell on the footpath represent those who hear the message only to have the devil come and take it away from their hearts and prevent them from believing and being saved. And so some people, are, are, they hear what they're supposed to do. Um, either God tells them directly or, or maybe uh, their leader you know, sees a talent in that person and says, hey, you'll be really great at this. So they know what they're supposed to do. And um, they, or, or they receive it in a prophetic word, right? And, and just as a side note, God gave everyone a calling, a ministry, Okay. So in uh, 1 Corinthians, I'm just going to read from here, 1 Corinthians 12, 4 to 6, there are different kinds of spiritual gifts, but the same spirit is the source of them all. There are different kinds of service, but we serve the same Lord. There are different ways of serving, and yet the same Lord is served. So God works in different ways, but it's the same God who does the work in all of us. Then it goes on to give us nine gifts of the Spirit, which is a message of wisdom, message of knowledge, increased faith, a gift of healing, gift of miracles, gift of prophecy, discernment of spirits, of spirits um, gift of tongues, and interpretation of those tongues. So let's just jump right back in. The people that Jesus is talking about first, they're the type of people that they're not in and they're not out. They're in the middle. And so back in the day when, when there used to be wars, there used to be two sides. And then they would leave one space in the middle, and that was called no man's land. And essentially what that is, it's, it's an undefined place. It's unowned, uninhabited, and undesirable. So usually anything can happen in no man's land. And if someone from either side goes in, the enemy can attack them, and usually they die. So when someone is in a spiritual no man's land. What happens? The enemy comes and they get attacked and usually they die. Okay? So some of you, maybe not in this church, maybe in another church, right? Not here, Arisen King. They have the desire right now to serve. They want to jump up. They want to go downstairs. They want to fill up every sign-up sheet and, and serve in every ministry. But because they are in no man's land, they let the devil take that away, take the desire away from their heart. And then number two, Jesus talks about the rocky soil. And we're going to read uh, Luke 8.13. 
The seeds on the rocky soil represent those who hear the message and receive it with joy. But since they don't have deep roots, they believe for a while and then they fall away when they face temptation. So these are the type of people that will hear exactly what to do with their gifts or their talents. And and they will, as Jesus put it, they will receive it with joy. But when they face temptation and the burdens of this world and they go outside and they face what they like to call reality, they fall into depression and they are quick to fall away. So I'm I'm a cactus person. I, I love cactus because you don't really have to care for them and they still live. So I have this cactus. I'm not really a, a plant person or a farming person, so I had this cactus for a while, and I never watered it, and I never moved it into a bigger soil, so this, this little pot is tiny, and so if I were to just, that's it, and as you can see, this cactus is not very stable, if I put it down, <laughs> there it is, it just falls down, it has no deep roots, and, and uh, I'm I'm going to do this. I'm doing this for all you visual learners. So if I can have my, my volunteers up here. Okay. So Savannah represents a root that has not, it's like my cactus. It didn't grow that far because it hit something hard. It hit a rock. And so if I were to push this root, <laughs> she just falls away. But when you allow yourself to go deeper into deep roots, it's like you're going you're gonna to grab her arm. Grab her arm. Okay, yeah. So now you're interlocked roots that are deep enough that even if a wind were to blow, I can't push her anymore. I can't. Thank you. <laughs> so some of you right now, okay, I'm sorry, not here at Risen King, in another church, they will uh, receive this, this push that Pastor Tom is doing with, with joy. And they're going to say, yeah, and they get hyped up, and they know exactly what to do, and they know their, what their next step is supposed to be, but because they are not... The roots are not deep enough, they'll just fall away. So how do you know, maybe, not here, again, not here at this church, but there could be people that you know outside of the church that, um, that say things like, as soon as my schedule clears up, I'm going to join the usher ministry, I'm going to join the worship team, as soon as my schedule clears up. Or they say something like, I'm just waiting for the right moment. You know, I, I just want to feel a peace from God about it. So if you think like this, let me, let, me, let me give you a clue to help you out. The right time is when God tells you go or do. It's not when your schedule clears up. If God tells you go, if God tells you do, you go and you do. For example, with my kids, I like to put them to bed early, as early as I can, because... Mama needs her time. So if I tell them it's time for you to get ready to bed, they're not going to say, oh, mom, 
let me just finish playing with my toys, and then I'll, get, I'll, I'll do whatever you tell me. Because if I tell them, go, get ready for bed, they better go and get ready for bed. And that's the same thing with us and God. If God tells me, go use your ministry here, I better go and use my ministry there. Amen? Amen. So, that brings me to the next point. The soil with thorns. I'm going to read uh, verse 14. The seeds that fell among the thorns represent those who hear the message, but all too quickly, the message is crowded out by the cares and riches and pleasures of this life, and so they never grow into maturity, or they never produce fruit. Some people come to church, and they hear every message, and they, they get convicted, and, and they accept the grace that God's trying to give them, but as soon as they walk out into those doors, whatever they receive on a Sunday morning is just temporary, because it becomes irrelevant to whatever problems they're facing in their real life. So all too quickly, the message is crowded out by the cares and the riches and pleasures of this life, their reality. They know exactly how they should live, but they don't follow it through. And they don't mature, meaning they never produce fruit. It's important to know that this farmer, a.k.a. God, planted this seed in good soil. It was good soil. It was great soil because it allowed to grow deep roots and it allowed a plant to sprout. So it was good soil. But that soil allowed thorns to grow also. And the sprout couldn't grow any more than it should have. It got choked out by the thorns. So maybe you know people outside of this church, not from Risen King, that know their Bible through and through. They go through every service. They have memorized every single fruit of the Spirit, but they have produced not even one. They're the type of people that you wouldn't even know they're Christian outside of the church. Okay, They're the ones that have the seed, but they allowed the thorns to grow with it. So, in the end, those thorns are going to choke out that plant. So that brings us to the next point, which are the seeds that fell under good soil. I'm going to read verse 15. And the seeds that fell under good soil represent honest, good-hearted people who hear God's words, cling to it, and patiently produce a huge, everybody say huge. Huge. I never thought I'd be that kind of preacher that made you repeat, but (laughs) huge harvest. Other versions say they produce 30, 60 and some a hundredfold. In other words, you reproduce yourself by making disciples of Christ. So back in these times in Judea and Galilee, the average yield for grain was tenfold. So for Jesus to say that this fruit or the seed produced 30-fold was amazing, 60-fold was bigger, and a hundredfold was just out of this world. So there's some of you here and I know this is all of you here, Risen King, that are these honest, good-hearted, hard-working, patient people. And you're the ones laboring hard for God's kingdom. The one that you see Sunday after Sunday and Wednesday after Wednesday. Some of them come in early 
Some of them stay late. Some of them put your communion cups in your chairs. Some of them you don't even see because they're in the back putting up the Bible verse for you. That way you don't even have to open the app on your phone. You know? Some of them are downstairs with your children. So, they are the good soils. And I believe that everyone here at Risen King can become the good soil. And um, I wanted to unintentionally, this happened unintentionally, but to make this short so that we can have some time to really pray about where God wants us to go and use the ministry he has placed in our hearts so we can go downstairs and take the time to get to know about every single ministry so that we can sign up, take the next step. Even if you don't know what your ministry is, take a leap. Okay, don't, let, don't let the enemy take away what God has planning in you. Or don't let your roots hit something hard, just like my cactus. It just fell over because the roots never got deeper. Don't live your life knowing exactly what you have to do and not doing it. Because if you allow God to give you the direction of where your life should go, you'll become the good soil filled with nutrients and and ready for when God sows that seed in you. Some of you are not sure what your ministry is. But like I said, take a leap. Start somewhere. To some of you, it may be overseas missions, which is great and awesome. But some of you will just stay here and do a local missions, you know? And this, that's exciting because just as it's important to go to China and serve over there, it's equally important to stay here at Risen King and serve here too. And there's always... Lots of things to do here at Risen King. So, don't get me wrong. If you're new to this whole uh, relationship with Jesus thing, you, it's fine. God allows you to sit and to heal. Just like a good farmer allows his land to heal. It's called uh, fallow, fallow ground. I had to Google that because I have no idea. <laughs> but when he asks you to get to work, you better get to work. And when you do that, you'll produce 30-fold, 60-fold, or 100-fold. And you might not even see the results. Like in Ecclesiastes 11 says that we should labor wildly, for we don't know which day's labor will succeed. We don't know how many folds our laboring will, will produce, but in the end, it's all worth it. 